0: Yesterday we, we spoke about applying your heart, your whole heart, to seeking God, rending the heart and the garment, going deep, making contact with God, and so many other things like building the altar in your life acceptable altar before the Lord and I also hinted a bit on the power of the altar Now the altar can change your life and I also talked about how every man has every one of us has a way God will put a demand on you specifically how he wants you to seek him and if we go by the general hub, we can miss God. But there's a place where you seek the Lord and God begins to show you what is going to be your open door in Him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And it's only those who pour out their hearts, only those who pour out themselves in seeking God, that can come to the place where they begin to get specific direction. That is theirs for their personal breakthrough in god specifics specifics i may be god may be raising somebody to be something and their demands that he will put on that person which demands he's not going to put on another who is raising but if the two start to compare themselves, they error, and sooner or later, they will lose even the little they are doing. Hallelujah. There is no shortcut in God, except the shortcut which is written in Jeremiah twenty-nine thirteen, that you shall seek me with all your heart. And you seek me with all your heart, then you shall find me. Hallelujah. When the heart gets busy seeking God until the heart becomes a seeker of God, that's a breakthrough. Let me say that again. When the heart gets busy seeking God until the heart becomes a seeker, that's a breakthrough. That's a breakthrough. Until the heart has a dominant thought and the dominant thought is God seeking God. And we talked about pulling down things that are exalting themselves above the knowledge of Christ, above that which calls you to seek the Lord. Those strongholds that come to you when you are praying, even right now as you worshiped, the thoughts that cross your mind, that default settings of your mind, they come and interrupt you. Those things need to be pulled down the same way Dagon, the God of Dagon, fell in the temple. They need to come down so that you can be tuned, tuned to hear God, tuned to pray through, tuned to persist in the spirit with God, hallelujah, praise the Lord, you put on your TV and your decoder helps you to get the station you want to get, it tunes in to the station. That's the same thing. God has to tune you. He has to tune you so that you can hear. John said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's Day, and I had a voice behind me. He tuned in. And he had a voice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God can change your heart as you seek him, and he tunes you in. Change my heart, oh Lord. He changes your heart. Make it ever true. Change my heart, O oh Lord. May I be like you. The tuning happens as you seek him. Change my heart, oh Lord. It's a heart issue. It goes deep. Very deep to the core of the being. Make it ever true. Oh, change my heart. Change it, Lord. Until I am more like you. It's a heart issue. The Bible says, rent the heart and not the garment. Rent the heart. You see, yesterday I said that through numerous moments of contact with God, because the heart sometimes is hard, it's like a rubber band. If you just apply it a little to the things of the Spirit, it's like you stretch it. And then you let go, it goes back to the shape it was in before. But if that heart, you keep exposing it to those deep moments with God, the point reaches and has to snap, it has to say, okay, this is our new normal. I give in, I give in, and that's what the Bible calls plowing the heart, plowing the fallow ground in your life. You plow it, you break new ground, your heart becomes tender in his sight. Hallelujah! Hallelujah, God Almighty is pursuing the hearts of men here. He's not pursuing just your time. He's not pursuing just your, your fasting. He wants your heart. He wants your heart. He wants your heart. He wants to know that he has you. And he wants you to know that he has you. He wants you to know that he has you. To the point that if anything came your way, he will know your response to that thing he will know how you're going to respond because he has your heart hallelujah if a challenge came your way he knows how you're going to respond because he has your heart I, of course definitely he knows what, whether you respond well or badly he's foreknowing but what i'm talking about is He knows your ways, that your ways are pleasing in His sight. When a man's ways please the Lord, the Bible says, He makes even enemies friends. When a man's ways please the Lord, God is after your heart. Everything you are doing, you are not on hunger strike. You are not on hunger strike, friends. You are not just going without food because they said, Everything you are doing, God is pursuing your heart. He's a heart pursuer. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That heart, when he gets it, he pours out the old wine. He pours out You, the you. He pours out the stale stuff. And then he renews the wineskin. He touches it with his hands. And then he pours in fresh wine, fresh oil. You come to that place of molding in God and you know, "Mm, something about me has changed. I am no longer the other guy. I'm no longer the other woman because you have availed yourself for transformation. Hallelujah. These are things that happen on the journey as you seek him. As you seek him, he prepares you for the great meeting with him he prepares you let my heart be a temple of your spirit let my heart be let me be a holy Oh, Lord, I long to know your glory. I want to offer a sacrifice of praise. Fill this temple, Lord, with your spirit. Once again. The Spirit of God comes to fill vessels that are poured out. No man can partake of him who has not been emptied by him no man if your wine is still intact your old wine the new wine cannot touch you god wants to empty men women in the seeking in the seeking there is a dying you die In the seeking, there is a dedication of your life. There is a surrender and say, Father, I am yours. I am yours. Ladies and gentlemen, sometimes we come to God and say, God, give me more of you. And God is like, no, you have no room for more of me. You have no room. I think there are people who can make you feel stupid. It's not that they even have revelations. They may not come with astounding revelations. A man can come with a simple sentence, but it's as if God owes him his presence. He will come and just say something small and the presence of God fills the room with his words. And you're like, how? But for you when you talk it's as if you even have more revelation than him or than her. But there are people who draw the presence of God without struggle. Without struggle. God is willing to give them any manifestation. Why? They are emptied. They are emptied. They have given it all to him. They do not pray prayers like we pray. Oh God, I want more of you No, know. They say, Father, here I am. Here I am. I am yours. And God knows that their surrender is genuine. Many believers up to this day, we come to the altar. Listen, we come to the altar with sacrifices. And sometimes you don't even come with any sacrifice anything that costs us we don't come we, we just come to the house of God and no sacrifice nothing to cost us we pray in the easy way easiest way as possible we worship in the simplest modest way as possible no cost at all but then there are those when they come to the altar they bring the best sacrifice that he is looking for and that sacrifice is themselves they lay themselves on the altar. The greatest we can give him, the greatest is ourselves. Question. When you come on the altar, here or wherever, are you on the altar? Are you the sacrifice? Are you the sacrifice? Oh, is it your words? Your volume? Is it the time that you came, you are here physically? Or is it you? You. A man who offers himself to God cannot be ignored by God. Cannot. Because there's no other sacrifice greater than that you can give. Giving yourself. Listen to me, friends. There's no other sacrifice. Not even your fasting. There is no sacrifice you can give God. More than saying, Father, here I am. I choose to live for you. Whatever is your command, I'm ready. Whatever is your desire, I'm here. When in you... There is only a yes to Him. A yes. My soul says yes. Says yes. Not my spirit, my soul. Says yes. Yes. When my soul says yes. Says yes. To your will. When a man's soul says yes to God's will, the sacrifice of self, the laying down of self, the denying of oneself to follow. Let me shock you, friends. Let me shock you. Some of us are in a 40 day fast, but have not yet even denied ourselves anything to seek God. You are still in your comfort zone that you are fasting. And you think it is the fasting that has the key. It's not the fasting that has the key, it is the laying down of your life that has the key. It is the sacrifice that you bring that has the key. You you can be in the fast. In this fast. And go through up to the end. And have nothing, nothing to do with the reward that will come. When you lead me, I will follow. A man starts to understand that the very person God is looking for is me. He's not looking just for my prayers, my fasting. He's looking for me, my heart. And so what happens? You start to kill the sacrifice and create the aroma of death in your life. You start to kill the sacrifice and create the aroma of death. You surrender yourself. You know that in this season of of 40 days, you don't even know how to seek Him. It's the Holy Spirit who knows. And so you throw yourself to the Spirit of God to carry you. You throw yourself to the Spirit of God to bring that necessary surrender and death that will bring the life that God wants to give you. Friends, friends, There is no life unless there is a death. There is no life, no fresh life, unless there is a death. When God looks down at Faith Family Church today, I wonder what he is seeing. When he looks at what he spoke, and he looks at us, I wonder, what does he see? Is he smelling the aroma of death? Does he see a people who have left all to seek him? In other words, they have detached themselves from any encumbrance so that they can seek him. Does he see a people Whose heart, as we saw yesterday, my heart crieth out for the living God. Death. People, unless there's the smell of death, there will not be any, any show of life. Your greatest sacrifice is you. 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 It is you where you laid down your life and say, okay, God, here I am. Here I am. Jesus sacrificed his life and sought the face of his father. Luke Luke chapter 6 12 He gave himself to seek the face of his father. And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and and continued he continued all night in prayer (laughs) to god jesus son of god pure flesh never seen a sin unspotted completely pure from the time he cried on his mother's breast never thought an evil thought never spoke an evil word never did anything evil not even his mother could point out one sin in his life. Not even his mother. Imagine having a three-year-old, a four-year-old was never sinned. Imagine that. He grows up in perfection. But in that perfection, the man still prayed. And he did not just pray, he prayed all night seeking the face of his father. The Bible says, and when it was dead, look at verse 13. When it was there, what did he do? He called to him his disciples and he chose them. Hmm? And you read about the disciples. Verse 17. And he came down with the men he chose. From prayer, he made decisions on whom are supposed to work with him. Hmm? How do you choose your friends for you? After overnight. Huh? He came down with them and stood in the plain and the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon which came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Listen. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits and they were healed verse 19 and the whole multitude sought to touch him the whole multitude for there went virtue out of him Ah. is there a connection between this virtue and the mountain A whole multitude. Not one woman with an issue of blood. A multitude sought to touch him. They all discovered that if you touch this guy, there's power. Look at what this prayer life produced in Jesus. I'm very sure this is connected to his prayer life. The Bible brings it out after the mountain experience. You want life? You want power? You want to know him? Do you have a mountain? Where you continue with God? I do not know if you have a desire for God that can take you to the mountain like the one that took Jesus. The Bible says, and he continued all night. Friends, there was no praise and worship leader that can cater for some time for you. There was no person to come and first encourage you and inspire you on, on inspire him on how to to enjoy the night tonight. All those intermittent moments were not there. He continued the whole night in prayer. When was the last time you continued the whole night alone in prayer? You you started at 7 and ended at 6. And I'm going to prove to you that he started at seven. He started at seven and ended at six. Without praise and worship leader, oh, sister doctors, come and lead us in a number. After the number, uncle, uncle, he, no. He went to pray. He continued the whole night. Abul Uganda. Ask God for some stamina in prayer. Ask God for that continuing grace. But let me tell you, it takes death. It ta- even just to make the decision, that's death. Death. And it's those dead people who make those steps in God. And they say, I've left my bed tonight. Let me go and pray. And you start to pray and you tell yourself, I am not going to pray until morning. It takes death. Denying yourself. Matthew. Matthew chapter 14. Verse 21. And they... That had eaten were about 5,000 men, besides women and children. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him and to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. He showed that he didn't need them as much as they thought he. That he needed them. He sent them, go. Go the other side. Go ahead of me. And he stayed up by himself. So that he could see the multitudes off. Meaning that he had solved everybody's problem. No one was anymore disturbing him. He was not just telling them bye-bye. God bless you. Have a good night. See you later. Just sending them off. There were no more pressing to get a need solved. Every one of them was satisfied. He was sending them off. Are, we, are you with me? And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. Listen, the Bible says, and when evening was come, when what? What time did he go up to pray? Before evening. Before evening. Tell your neighbor before evening. Tell your neighbor Jesus went to pray before evening. Now tell your neighbor he went to pray after a whole day of demonstrating ministry. Tell your neighbor he could have gone to bed, but he went to pray. He didn't go to pray. Tell your neighbor he didn't go to pray in his bedroom. He went to the mountain. That is death. Tell you know, but it is death. Do you know how much we are still alive? Do you know that we have refused to die? Do you know how much self-preservation and self-love we have? There's somebody after just a small day of work. I am tired. They want to go home and baby, and baby themselves and take care of themselves. A little somebody has been on this mountain more than a day, ministering to people. And he tells his disciples, go. He's also coming, but he has not yet known the mode of transport he's going to use. The means of transport. But he is a dead man. He doesn't care about how am I going to reach the other side now that they have gone with the boats. His goal is, after sending these people away, I want to go and seek my father. He wants to go apart and pray. Friends, it's dead men who pray like this. Dead. Dead. Huh? When evening was come, he was what? Alone. But where was the sheep? In the middle of the sea. That tells you how much time the disciples left in the afternoon. Because by the time evening came, they were in the middle of the sea. Huh? Tell your neighbor, it's time to pray, like you have never prayed before. Tell the other one, it's time to seek the Lord, like you have never sought Him before. Now help me and tell them it's time to die. The prayers we are praying. We are praying them when we are still alive. It's time to die. No wonder we are not continuing the whole night. you can never kill. That is flesh. A lot of it. Huh? The disciples are ahead of him by far in the middle of the sea and that is evening the man is praying and the Bible says it was in the fourth watch of the night that he decides to to join them and after the spirit has given him a supernatural way of catching up you know sometimes you see people are going ahead of you while you are praying, while you are studying the Bible leave them leave them Leave them. Sometimes it feels as if when you rest at the altar, they are leaving you behind. But the best way to reach your destiny is learning to rest in his presence. It's the quickest way and the most simple way without struggle. The people who are going ahead, the Bible says, they were struggling because the wind was against them. They were struggling. They had gone ahead, but they were what? Struggling. But this one who had stayed to wait on the Father, after finishing waiting, fourth hour, fourth watch, sorry, of the night. What's the fourth watch? The first watch is 6 to 9. Second watch is 9 to midnight. Third watch is midnight to 3. Fourth watch, 3 to 6. <laughs> He's He's deep in the spirit that he has been literally quickened in the spirit the bible says listen the bible says he walked on the water and even passed them huh? for them they are fighting the wind on a voku waiting are you always are the power of waiting on God as a dead man when the disciples saw him walking on the sea they were troubled saying it is a spirit now when you read the the account of Mark he says he almost passed them but straight away Jesus spoke and said do not be afraid be of good cheer and, he, and Peter answered him, Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down the ship, he walked on the water. And he saw, the wind was broken. I'm jumping all that. Uh, listen, and the Bible says, 1432. And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, uh, Of a truth thou art the son of God. They always missed it. The disciples always missed it. They missed it when he multiplied the loaves. He did something to teach them something. They missed it. He has done something else and they have missed it again. They are saying, indeed you are the son of God. Really? Peter has walked on water. They missed it. He was not showing them he is the son of God. He was showing them what comes out of waiting on the father. Don't miss it also. Peter walked on water. Why didn't they tell Peter you're also the son of God? Hallelujah. Here, Jesus was demonstrating the life of a seeker. What comes out of the person who has gone to the secret place, connected with God, what comes out of their life? It is this. Not every one of us may walk on water. But there is something that will happen to your life that will be the mark of God on you. And people will not deny it. Are you with me? Are you sure? And I'm in Mark chapter 6 verse 46 where the, the same story is but with some other detail. Mark 6 46. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. And when even was come, the ship was in the middle of the sea, and he alone on the land, he went alone on the what? On the land. And he saw them toiling in rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them walking upon the sea, and would have passed by them. And it could be supernatural speed. But when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a ghost, for they all saw him and were troubled, and immediately he talked to them and said, "Be of good courage. listen, here they jumped what Peter did. you notice? the next verse. and he went. Up unto them into the ship, and the wind ceased, and they were so amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered. For they considered not the miracle of the Loves. This was another lesson, a repetition of the same lesson in a different way. They still missed it according to Matthew. They just looked at him and marveled, The Son of God, are you? With me? Are you with me? Isn't prayer connected to the river? Is it connected? Is it connected? Are you there? Can we go to verse 53? Verse 53. Mark six fifty-three, 53. And when they had passed over, they came into the land of Genezareth and drew to the shore And when they were come out of the ship, straight away, they knew him and ran through the whole region round about and began to carry about in beds those that were sick, where they had he was. And wherever he entered into villages or cities or country, they laid the sick in the streets And besought him that they might touch, if it were, but the border of his garment. And as many as touched him were made whole. Jesus didn't need to touch anybody, they needed to touch him. Is this related to the other experience? On the mountain again? Is it? I'm asking you a question. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Is it related? Has the flow in the spirit have something to do with the life on the mountain? You can say no if you want to. You can say no. You can just say, Andrew, you're just building some point on, on a little evidence. Is it possible that because we have not given ourselves to our father like Jesus did, that's why our garments, even if barely, even if they hug us, Is it possible that the virtue not flowing in our lives is because we are not dead like this man? We spare ourselves a lot. You say you are seeking God, but look at Jesus seeking God. Look at him. Please look at Jesus. Don't look at me. Don't look at Apostle Dennis. Look at Jesus. Look at this man from a crusade like you who's from work. He sends the people home. He goes to the mountain alone. From before evening to three, he's praying. They have not told you anywhere that he slept. He entered the boat. They reached the land. They saw him. They noticed him. They brought the sick. The Bible says he continued. Villages, country. He continued. What is this virtue? What is this that makes him unstoppable? How does he get it? Can I get it? Is it available for any man? for some if for some which ones i don't know you answer those questions but i want to tell you this is available for those who are willing to die those who are tired of pampering the flesh those who are tired of 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 babysitting their flesh and their carnal life and their self-life It's available. It's available. Those who sing that song, down at your feet is the most high place. And they know it. They're not singing a song. They know. They know that that's the most high place. They are singing by experience. They know that there's no other place in this world they would rather be but down at his feet. Dead men, dead, 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 crucified. Acts twenty twenty four. Acts twenty twenty four. Jesus, Jesus, are you there? I give myself away. Yeah give myself to give yourself away what does it mean God but none of these things move me neither count I my life dear and myself so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus To testify the gospel of the grace of God. None of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear. Oh. But no. Counting. I don't count my life dear. Mm. My life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself what is this secret of giving yourself to God and it's not in words but it's in the patterns of your life it can be seen in your lifestyle what is it how can I come to understand that secret it is hidden it is hidden from this generation This generation has lost the key of giving yourself away. Not counting your life dear anymore to yourself. We actually do the opposite. We count our lives very dear. We sing the songs and the songs are great songs in our ears. But then we lie on the altar. We deceive on the altar. And we walk away and instead of leaving fire on the altar, we leave ashes, smoke, death, emptiness on the altar. Why? Because the altar and the tent are not relating. The altar is saying, I give myself away. That tent, I am I'm not giving myself away, I'm leaving for myself. There is a death that seekers die. There is a place you reach and you can sell everything, give anything for the power of good price. You can let go of anything for the power. A man who loves sleep when he dies, when he accepts the death of self-denial he suddenly makes sleep his greatest enemy. And the things he begins to do show you that he has crucified the sleep and the sleep has no more power over him. A man who loved his food, when he comes to that altar and his heart is sincere and he dies that death, he will look at food that would compel him otherwise before. And it, it will be as if he's looking at feces. Because of the cross that has entered there, suddenly there's a change of operation. A change of operation. The things that used to move that guy before He will look at them and despise them because he has found something greater that is in no way in comparison to what he left. It's a death. It's a death. And ladies and gentlemen, my friends here, I want to tell you, brothers and sisters, unless you and I sign up for this death, we are going to continue in these seasons. Just doing it. We are going to continue. It will give you a measure. A measure. Something small. Something small. It will will give you some improvement. But it won't give you lasting improvement. Lasting change. There is a death. Oh. There is a death that even when your friends get near you, they smell it. They are like, this one is surrendered to God this one is dead to the world. The ones who come near you, they just see your life and they know Mm-mm. this is in another level of consecration. They see how you give yourself to prayer, seeking his face, and they're like, Mm-mm. this one is a seeker. It talks for itself. It cannot be forged. You cannot fake it. Yes, you may fake the actions. But why fake something which can be real in your life? Why would you fake a life that you can have in real terms? A life where virtue is flowing out of you. Virtue, power. The spirit of the Lord is using you as a conduit in your generation. We are either seeking God to find him or we are seeking God for another benefit, which I don't know. But if we are seeking God to find him, then we know that the rules of engagement say, those who seek him with all their heart shall find him. So if you and I are on this thing of finding God, we cannot avoid the whole heart. We can't avoid the dying We can't. When you find someone who has found God and they tell you what God took them through, the work of God in their lives, you might say, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You you might even say, ah, 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 ah." I am not ready for that. Praise the Lord. They go through things. When you hear what men have gone through to find God, and when they find him, the power they wield in the spirit, they are feared. A man called John Knox, the Queen of England, said, I fear the prayers of John Knox more than any military force on the planet. The Queen of England wrote and spoke of John Knox I fear his prayers more than any military force John Knox was the man who cried out and said I would rather die if you're not giving me England what makes a whole queen fear the praying of somebody the praying not the preaching the praying Charles Finney said, "They may resist my messages. They may stand aloof against my sermon, but they can never resist my prayer." Where are those prayers that wicked men cannot resist? They are waiting for for the dead men to access them. Those are willing to die. I would danger when a yoke for dead or yadjo a young tima wonna Nat de can be na lava mahuri na we are willing to be into or one koi can we back on go manya because you know that a day a day without contact with God may cost you the whole season. Oh, mulala, akina kuvawano wano, akolebi teko kole so that a ingireyo, azuke kumacha a ingireyo, agendo kola, gawaluwa realm real mo, their heart is in a certain momentum of seeking God. Naengo mulala, life is easy there is ease and comfort and you, you see they are relaxed they are it's okay but they are saying they are in a 40 day fast and that they are seeking the Lord but there's a lot of looseness looseness in their life nothing much has changed when God looks at this season the 40 days and he looks at the season before the 40 days and he tries to see what has changed what has changed in their attitude What has changed in there? How have they humbled themselves before me? What has changed in the way they are seeking me? And he says, It's very little. Very little. Somebody convinces themselves, I am doing something, I'm seeking God. But when the change is little. Yesterday, as we ended. The Lord said, I want depth. I want depth. I want depth. I want people to dig deeper. I want depth. Friends, you are either dying that death for depth or you are in your ease, enjoying yourself. Enjoying yourself. The Spirit of the Lord told me this day, After showing me what was in Matthew, he said, Andrew, rest in my presence. Don't worry about those who have gone ahead of you. Just rest. Because speed comes when you're with me. Speed comes. It doesn't matter who has gone before you, how they have gone before you, whether they are, how many hours ahead of you, how many days ahead of you, how many months ahead of you, it doesn't matter. If God calls you to his feet and says, wait on me, seek my face. The apostles worked with Jesus three and a half years. They had left their business. They had left their work, everything. They were just simple men following this wonderful, powerful leader, Jesus. And then Jesus tells them, now I'm going, but I'm sending one exactly like me. The good thing about this one, is going to be with each of you in your hearts. Wait for him to come. When he comes, he'll make all of you witnesses. He'll give you the power to declare my resurrection. And the apostles, when Jesus went away, they mourned for Jesus. They missed him. They said, we want the one who will come and be like him. We know him because Jesus said, when he comes, you will know him. He's like me. So they wanted the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit came. What was in Joel chapter 2, where God said, I will restore the years the cankerworm has eaten. They saw it. The years that the cankerworm had eaten were restored. Peter was no longer thinking about going fishing why because the glory of god and the majesty of the king was upon him he just sat in the house of god and people were selling land people were selling, people were saying things and bringing to his feet without asking for an offering were bringing it came from that room peter could just get up one day and walk through the streets and the Bible says they will bring the sick and lay them in the street so that his shadow a shadow a shadow a shadow Woo, Jesus to the movie this one This child of mine, this one, healing the sick. I've not touched them. I've not said anything to them. But I just walk. It is written in history about James, the brother of Jesus. He used to pray in the temple and the place where he used to pray. God. Dents in the ground because he used to kneel there a lot and so they said there there are potholes where his knees used to be in travailing prayer. Potholes caused by knees in prayer. Potholes. How much time is that man in prayer? How much effort is he using to be able to dig a pothole with a knee? The bread of Jesus. These men caught the realms of the Spirit. They caught the mantles of God through waiting on God. And the Bible says they did things which were undeniable. Look at us. God is telling us, wait on me. For you, you think that your kajob is so important more than waiting? You? Your kajob, it's a kajob. It can't change the world. It can't save a soul. You think, (laughs) oh, my father, if you knew what was prepared for you. You finish yourself at the altar and you say, Father, I have nothing else to do now. I'm just here. Here I am. No kasa daka kwa 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 katuna. Katuna naalava sada kwa nagamba. O yu mundo yu They have come to me. They have yielded to my spirit. Musa. Nalinyo riso ziruwa ye. Rua katu sinai. sinayi. Forty days. Nae mukama. Mukama. Katu wa galaniye mere, to Sassy, to Sassy, to Sassy, to come at where you come and go, my name, you know it all. The man gets on a mountain, he goes for God, he doesn't pack lunch, he doesn't pack supper. He doesn't go with firewood and matchsticks and, and whatever. He just goes for God only. And God sees the faith of Moses. And God provides the grace for Moses to be sustained without food. 40 days. Moses comes down from that mountain. And the children of Israel say, We cannot look at you, Moses. We cannot. We cannot. We cannot look at him. Why should the people say, where is your God? Yesterday I talked about altars. And how the power of the altar life. That if you raise an altar that is acceptable to God, it answers to spiritual matters in your life that even if they are altars, you do not know that we are raised against you, covenants that were made against you. But because you are allowing the Spirit of the Lord to lead you on how to build an altar for Him, that altar cancels out the other, even without your knowledge. You don't have to know much demonology. You just have to yield to the demands of the Spirit and say, yes Lord, what do you want me to do? Gideon when the Lord appeared to him, he built an altar and called it, the Lord is peace. Judges chapter 6. And then the Lord spoke to him and said, go and destroy the altar of your father. He went and destroyed that altar. And immediately the Lord told him, and you build an altar to the Lord, Messiah, with the very tools from that altar. He was not afraid because the altar of the Lord protected him from the backfire of the spirit of Baal. From even the death sentence that the men of the city wanted to give him. There is something about the altar. When a man builds the altar that God has called them to build for his life. There is something about that altar. And I said yesterday, friends, listen to me very well there is a secret in daily contact with god a daily altar a daily altar an altar is number one a place and number two a time you must have a place and you must have a particular time you don't just pray any time no god's altars are appointed times god's altars are appointed times they are not just anyhow. help. They are appointed. Without that appointment, you miss God. And I can explain that throughout scripture, but I don't have the time to do that. Dead men are going to build their altars that will please the Lord. Dead men. Are you hearing me, church? The altars that will please the Lord. After the flood, Noah built an altar to the Lord and sacrificed. And God smelled the aroma. Mm. And God said, I will no more destroy the world with water. I will no more. What made that covenant? The altar that Noah built. And God gave a rainbow as a token of the covenant. Are you seeking God as you ought to? Are you playing? Are you waiting for the evening to come and do the deep things then you walk away and get lost again in your lifestyle? Are you allowing God to lead you on how to seek Him? Faith Family Church, by now, this should not be P1 or P2. We are beyond that. This has been our life. And now it's time to take a hold of God. It's time to let go. Die the death. Die the death. Yield yourself. Yield yourself. More than the air I breathe. More than the song I sing. More than the next heartbeat. More than anything. Even as the sand goes by. I will be by your side cause I never want to go back to my own life there's a time God circumcises you from the former I need you Lord stand up on your feet and begin to pray deeply in the spirit crying out that you may die that you may surrender crying out that God shall give you the grace to give yourself wholeheartedly without any withholding oh I need you Lord come on somebody pray cry out to God cry out to God for the whole heart